Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever, and we talk about them. My name is Luke Condor with a K, and I'm joined by Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. Mr. Ben Errington himself. How is Mr. Ben Errington doing? I'm very well. You've been to the gym, I see. You can't see this if you're listening to the podcast, but Ben is in uh, a nice vest top, <laughs> showing his uh, nice <laughs> shoulder. A bit of doubt, I see a bit of the old... Um, that bit. Yeah, what's that record again? Making me embarrassed. <laughs> he's he's oh, uh, embarrassed. I feel I feel like, I feel like I want to put layers on there because I feel like pecs are blushing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's that called? What's that bit called? Tra- no, not the deltoid. Deltoid, the arm, the famous arm, deltoid. I guess that's a deltoid. Yeah. Don't test me on these things. Don't test me on these things because I'm not very cool. good at I'm not very good at the anatomy. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> fair enough. So, uh, welcome back. So, last week we went on a bit of a side quest, and we talked about the new release, The Void. Whereas normally we go through this uh, this list of fifty films that these really clever people over at Empire Magazine have put together. Uh, so, last time we talked about um, what was the last one on the list, Ben? The last one on the list was The Skin I Live In. Oh, that was great. That was a good one. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm still thinking about that one a lot. And then today we are talking about Dracula, or as they call it in the US, Horror of Dracula. This is a 1958 version. Uh, so, Ben, what do you want to tell us a little bit about it? I'll tell you a little bit about um, the 1958 version of Dracula. So, Dracula is a 1958 British horror film directed by Terence Fisher and written by Jimmy Sankster, based on Bram Stoker's novel of the same name. The first in the series of Hammer horror films inspired by Dracula, this film stars Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, Michael Goff, and I, I, uh, I'm Melissa... going to pronounce that as Go. I think Go. it might be Go. Michael yeah. Go, aka Alfred from uh, the 1989 Batman film and onwards. 
uh, and Melissa Stribling. In the United States, the film was retitled Horror of Dracula to avoid confusion with the earlier Dracula from 1931. Uh, Here's a brief synopsis. This is worded incredibly strangely. Jonathan Harker begets the ire of Count Dracula after he accepts a job at the vampire's castle under false pretenses. Begets the ire. Have you ever ever begetted the ire of somebody? Yeah, I mean, uh, on the way home today, I stood on someone's foot. Beget the ire in the in the tram. You beget the ire. <laughs> well, how did how did they react? Did they did they suck they, you? They in the didn't, blood? They didn't. No, they didn't say anything. It's England. We're too polite. Um, we just in England. If England in England, if somebody stands on your foot, you yeah. say sorry. Yeah, he's sorry about that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. Or, I'm really or if sorry you're like uh, an aggressive English person, you'll say, "Get your foot out from underneath my foot." Like you'll come out <laughs> and like. You'll work out to be the aggressor in that situation. Your foot's right underneath my foot, right? Back the, f- back the fuck off. <laughs> it's like when you're I'll in school. Stripe you out. It's like when you're in school and then like like a, a child will be staring at you and then you just like gradually, uh, you know, casually catch their eyes and they go, what are you fucking looking at? Like they're just sort of, <laughs> do you know what I mean? They'll just sort of catch you. Yeah. I You've mean, landed the in react- their net. What you should say there is, you, you bastard! But what what we say is this: just don't look, say anything. Just look away. Just looking just around. Go, mate. I was just, I was just yeah. looking behind you, mate. Uh, there's a sign on, on the wall behind you. Just looking at that. Yeah. Like, don't don't punch me. Yeah, I'm blind. I'm not looking at that, anything. That my beautiful face. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm, bl- I'm blind. Would be a good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Excuse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, this is so, what the Empire magazine people have to say. Uh, directed by the incomparable Terence Fisher, written by Jimmy Sangster, pairing. Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee, um, with Lee getting actual lines for the first time, uh, like, you know, lines to say, not lines to sniff, and going all out for colour, glamour, sex and blood. Nice. Uh, Hammer's Dracula aligns the elements and distills the formula that powered the studio for the next two decades. Sangster's bold screenplay at once eviscerates Bram Stoker's novel and sets the narrative free. With the locations transposed and limited to Romania, and half the dramatis persona excised, we're left with a lean adventure. The Lugosi film is a creaky slow burn. That's the 1936, 31, something like that. Uh, film. 30, 31, I think. 31. Was that uh, right? But Hammers is a swashbuckler. Uh, Lee, of course, goes to the urbane and dark and seductive, but there's also genuine savagery to the moments where he gets to bare his teeth. Ross and Tomatoes gave this a nice, juicy 91% fresh. It's got 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. And Mr. Ebert gave it 3.5 out of 4. So all quite high. They all kind of really liked it. Um, so, Ben, have you seen this before? No, this was my first time, I believe. I mean, I'm like, I'm like fairly familiar with it because it's iconic, isn't it? Yeah. So it's iconic and arguably Christopher Lee's most famous role, would we say? Saruman, I would say. <laughs> Would you say that? Well, that's. I, think, well, I don't know. So, I mean, it's, it's, to it's our generation, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think, in terms of looking at his career as a whole, Count Dooku. Count Dooku. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Count Dooku. Oh yeah, Count Dooku. Oh, I didn't think of Count Dooku. The thing oh, sorry, I take. I take that. I take, take that uh, point back. But well, yeah, that's the thing. Like I, I know of. I know of it well enough. I don't know if I've ever sat down before and watched it from start to finish. But I've mm. seen. Plenty of it on like horror countdown videos and yeah stuff. 
Yeah, it's uh, I I have not seen it, but I've seen the images, like with uh, Christopher Lee with his blood, bloody teeth, and blood, bloodshot eyes. And there's one of um, uh, is her name Lucy when she turns to a vampire at the end. I'm sure I've seen that image many times. Um, yeah, my first experience with Dracula was um, the one uh, I don't know who directed it. I, I've not seen it since I was like ten or something. The Keanu Reeves one. Uh, yes, that's my first experience. And that was a long time ago. I, I barely remember it. Yeah, um, I think that might have been my first experience of it as well. Um, Gary Oldman as well, obviously playing the yeah. titular role. <laughs> um, 1992 Dracula. Oh, it was directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's cool. Uh, but I... Um... So I, I found that super scary that version, but I was very young at the time. Um, it's very it's very creepy. I mean, it's also terrifying because of because of Keanu Reeves's Keanu Reeves accent in that film, uh, which I don't know if you remember is absolutely terrible. Is it? <laughs> yeah, oh, Keanu, Keanu, Keanu Reeves' English accent in that is um, it's a thing of wonder, but not in a way yeah. that you that you that you'd enjoy. Um, <laughs> and just to, just to chat, have you seen, have you read the novel? Uh, yeah, I think, this is going to sound silly, I think so. Yeah. Um, I've got, I've got the novel and I think it was one of those books, you know, one of those books that you kind of like attempt to read more than one time over the course of like decades. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I did, I think I did that with it. <clears throat> so I think I've read it in, in, Bit, in bits. dribs and drabs. Dribs and drabs, yeah. Dribs and dabs. Dribs and dabs. Yeah. Drips and dabs. Bits and dabs. Um, yeah, but um, I don't. If I remember right, rightly, I think it was difficult, difficult to get through. I don't know if I enjoyed it. You know, the the version of this I remember the most is the Leslie Nielsen version when he plays. Uh, it's like a sp- It's like a naked gun sort of. Spook <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't. Know, I don't know why I know that one out of all of them the most. It's just. It was just stupid. But um, this one. So this one. Um, what did you think? Did you enjoy it? I know you didn't enjoy The Devil Rides Out, which was the last Hammer film we watched. Yeah. Um, well, sort of, sort of before before I sort of say if I liked it or not, I think I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out on a limb. Probably a little bit controversial. A little bit controversial, man. Um, I've never ever thought that Dracula was, in particular, a good story. Mm. I've always found I've always found it lacking in in more than one way. I mean, I know essentially like you've got the love story and the I've always found it a little bit disjointed. And yeah. I mean, with the novel, I think reading, I don't know if I always like the choice in novels when you're reading somebody's diary. And yeah. obviously you get a lot of that from Jonathan Harker and then Lucy as well. And I just found, I don't know, I don't always think find it as, as good a way of telling a story. And I think there's so many good vampire stories out there, genuinely creepy vampire stories that Dracula's never really resonated with me. Mm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's because my experience of the story, as, as I said, has gone from like the 1992 film to the novel and now to this. So essentially it's a little bit watered down and my, my sort of patience for the story is already wearing thin. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know what you mean. It's like you, you, you know where the story's heading and um, it's kind of diff- like, so when we watched the skin I live in last week, even though I'd seen it before, they were still so curious as to what was going to happen, even though I sort of knew it was going to happen. But this because we know the story so well, and like we, we've seen parodies and spoofs of it so many times 
that's not gonna that's not enough now to keep you engrossed in the film yeah yeah that, that's the thing i think it was the way the way we kind of came across with the devil devil rides out and obviously we don't want to come across as naive in terms of these films these films that are obviously massively influential massively important and critically acclaimed hmm. but as i think i've mentioned to you before as film fans depending on when you've grown up you do have like a cutoff point it's, it's strange it's, it, it does sound ridiculous but you do have a cutoff point in terms of era of film that you feel like you can enjoy. Yeah. Now that's not, as I said to you, that's not like being closed minded or anything like that. It just seems that there are certain filmmaking techniques that resonate with you from, from, from when you've grown up and everything you've kind of witnessed that when you go back and back and back, you do have like a cutoff where you go, I don't know if I, I don't know if I quite enjoy this. Does it get worse for you? Is it like, is it like a, a cliff drop for you? Do you go, 1971, good. 70, eh, eh, like, do you know what I mean? Does it, does it, yeah. or, or is it like a gradual? It is almost point. like a cliff drop. Yeah, I mean, there are f- there are a few films from the 60s that probably I would. Again, it again it makes me sound incredibly naive, but that is just the way. That's it just the way. Been. That's just the way you feel. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Okay, so um, well, let's talk a little bit about. Because I think I think I, I know I thought it was cool. I enjoyed it. Um. I wouldn't say it's my favorite film we've seen so far. And I wouldn't say it's the most engrossing film we've seen so far, but I kind of enjoyed it for, for what it was like. I just thought it was uh, quite interesting to see. Um, yeah. I think for somebody with a, with a okay knowledge of Dracula, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it kind of, it kind of hit all the right notes. Yeah. 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 Well, let, so okay, so let's dig into it. So the key players of the story: we've got Christopher Lee, who plays Count Dracula. Uh, we've got Peter Cushing uh, playing uh, Abraham Van Helsing, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin himself. Michael Go. Uh, wait, is Michael Go the same? Who's the guy who ran for prime minister recently? <laughs> is his name Michael? Michael Go. Ignore, ignore me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gove. Yeah, Gove. So, Michael Go. This isn't the Lizard same guy. Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, plays Arthur Holmwood, um, and then we've got uh, a girl called Lucy. I've got the actress's name written down here. Who's Arthur's sister, and we've got Jonathan Harker. Um, yeah, so it starts out with Mister Harker himself, and he's going to Dracula's castle. Um, is this a, is this the real Dracula's castle? By the way, where do you do you know where they filmed this? Um, I don't know where they filmed it. No. Um... I'd assume this wasn't the real Dracula's castle just because we, we just get a few interiors, don't we? It's not like we get massive sweeping shots of a castle. We don't get any sweeping shots, no. Uh, we just get a few, like, little bit of, uh, bits from outside. Uh, but then most of it, yeah, you're right, most of it is inside. Um, okay, so Jonathan Harker, he's there. He's basically um, said, I'm going to be Dracula's librarian. I, I'm here to do his books, um, which is kind of a weird... <laughs> I'm here to cook his books. He's here to uh yeah. he's here to cut the books. You know, he's an accountant for the he's an accountant for the uh, mafia. Yeah. And uh, and he's coming to sort out Dracula's savings it's investments. A, is this a, in the original novel, uh, the original story, this is this the same thing? Does Hark Jonathan Harker go to be the librarian? Mm, I don't remember. Okay. No I don't worries. remember. He, he he goes there he goes there to to work for him in some capacity, doesn't he? Yeah. Be his like personal masseuse or something. Maybe not that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so Jonathan Harker, he goes in. Um, no one's there to greet him, and then all of a sudden, 
Dracula is at the top of the stairs looking. A lot of this has Dracula, you know, in the high ground looking down. He's got this giant cloak, very evil looking, and he sort of floats down from the stairs. And um, his his face presses. You, you can pretty much see his chin pressing into the lens of the camera. Like he gets so close to the camera on that one shot. Jesus, right. Christopher Lee, back yeah. up a little bit. Come on, man. Personal space. Yeah. Does he not? Does Does Jonathan Harker not go in first and find the note from from Dracula saying, "Sorry, I can't be here to greet you, mate, because uh, I got I got stuff on." Mm. Um. So chill out. Help yourself to all this stuff. Make yourself at home. Uh. Have a lovely fire. Yeah. And uh, I'll see I'll see you when I see you. See you when I see you, and then he sees him. Later, later on the night, he sees him. <laughs> if I don't see you for a week, I'll see yeah. you for a window, and then he sees him at the top of the stairs. Yeah. Just there. <laughs> see you. Uh, so, uh, so he takes him up to <laughs> takes Jonathan you. up to his room where he's going to stay. This is like a sort of prologue section, by the way. Sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting you again, Luke. I'm very sorry. sorry. This is fairly rude of me. Um, there's a woman at this point. First, before he takes her up to her room, she turns up and she's like, "Help me, help yeah, me! Okay, you got to help yeah, me! Yeah. I'm being kept. I'm being kept prisoner here by a by a big bad Dracula." And uh, Jonathan Harker reacts how anyone would react and go, what are you, you talking about? silly woman. <laughs> you silly woman. Does he give her a backhand at this point? Or do I imagine that? No. I don't think so. Not yet, but someone gets a backhand <laughs> at some point. Um, <laughs> and this, so, so, so he, he eventually gets to his room uh, and he shows, I don't know why. So I'm going to say one thing. This whole intro bit proves to me Jonathan Harker is an idiot. Like he says, so here he shows Dracula pictures of his wife. He, um... He said, okay, I'm here to do your books and stuff. Um, I'm not bothered about that woman downstairs. I don't know who she was. And then um, the Dracula, yeah, Dracula yeah. looks at the uh, picture of his wife and goes, oh, yes, very nice, very nice. Like, he says something along those lines, like, just, oh, yes. I, f- I think what he does is this. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's bloody lovely. And then uh, he puts the, <laughs> and he goes, I'm just going to keep this in my room, thanks. <laughs> and then. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it seems like obviously someone has said she's been kept prisoner. Yeah. Um, and you know, Jonathan Harker is good. He's not bothered about that. Yeah. Uh, Count Dracula, sinister, got a thing for his wife. Jonathan Harker don't care. He's just there to make a little bit of bunts, isn't he? You don't mind. Well, he says. Well, that's that's the um what he says is there for. But then when uh, Dracula leaves and locks him in his room, he goes, "I'm here to kill Dracula. He's a vampire hunter." So this is why I think he's a bit of an idiot. So. Um, he's a vampire hunter. He knows Dracula's Dracula. You don't go showing pictures of your family uh, for one. That's step one of vampire school. Um, and then, he, then when everyone's asleep, he goes downstairs uh, and then he sees the woman again. And the woman's like, "Look, I'm a prisoner. Help me get out of it." And he's like, "Who are you? Like, who are you a prisoner from? Like, I don't understand. Tell me more." And like, he just doesn't seem to be taking her serious at all. And then he goes in to kiss her, like. Jonathan Harker, you've got to get your act together. No, yeah, because she's definitely a vampire. Like, how would he not? He's meant to be a vampire hunter, and he basically um, proffers his neck to her mouth, and she goes to bite him. Uh, she succeeds in biting him, and then Dracula turns up. I think that's when he might give her a backhand. <laughs> Dracula, Dracula's fuming at this point. Uh, yeah. yeah. So at this point, we've got Jonathan Harker. Maybe this is his first day on the job. Maybe this is his first vampire hunting gig yeah and uh you know he's not quite up together i mean for your first vampire hunting gig going after dracula you know you've been dropped in at the deep end there to yeah, start with yeah that is mad you don't that's start like, on the final start, boss do you that's yeah. like, you didn't start on the fun that's like starting work at a zoo yeah and you've got to round up a rogue you do the tutorial first and then you yeah 
then you, you know, there's going to be there's going to be vampires knocking about somewhere else in Romania that you yeah. can go and that you can go and sort out. Don't go for the big daddy. Yeah, you know, because exactly, you're going to yeah. get you're going to get Sid. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> Dracula comes in, and then like we have this is a constant thing throughout the film. When the women scream, it's so high pitched and so loud. <laughs> like uh, so, Dracula rips off the woman from uh, Jonathan Harker's neck. She squeals so loud. It, I had my headphones in. It. I'm pretty sure I was deaf for a couple of minutes there. Um, and then, um, and then Dracula sort of he uh, he throws Jonathan Harker across the room. We do get a, the impression that Dracula is super powerful. Like he he's not to be messed with. Him. He's just he's nails. People. Yeah, he's, he's nails, absolute yeah. nails. Yeah, he's got a membership at uh, Trojan Gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Jonathan Harker he passes out. Wakes up again in his bedroom. See, he's got these two little extra nipples on his neck, um, and he's like, uh, "I thought the blood looked it looked kind of kind of cool, the uh, little bite marks there." Um, but then, yeah, yeah. But then he realizes, "Oh my god, I came here to kill vampires. First day on a job, and I've got bitten." <laughs> and then it ends. Yeah, yeah. He's he's. He's had, he's had a beast, really, and he? he's 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 failed miserably. Um, yeah. He's not going to be able to go back. Well, he won't be able to go back to the vampire hunter school because you know they'll murder him. Yeah. But um, he wouldn't be able to face anyone because they'd be like, Shame. "You utter, utter prat, yeah. Jonathan Harker." You had one job, Jonathan Harker. You had one job, and now and you've shown Dracula a picture of your missus. Yeah. And you've given him a map to say this is where I live as well. Yeah. Just uh, just, just in case. Yeah. You ever want to visit? So Jonathan Harker is bit. He's now he's writing his diary. He's writing it all in his diary. Like I'm gonna be a vampire, but before I go, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill this mofo. He goes downstairs into the cellar, and there's two great two open caskets. We've got um, the the buxom lady in one, Dracula in the other. Again, Jonathan Harker being the idiot, he goes and stakes the woman first, like. You would go for the head vampire, right? That's the whole thing here. You go for the head one, you do the big boss while he's asleep. You don't do you don't start with the woman. Because by the time <laughs> by the time she uh she screams and squeals very loud, um the Dracula's up and he's like out, he's gone, up the stairs, only to reappear again like any second now. <laughs> he goes up there like disappears and then makes a dramatic re entrance. <laughs> Yeah, guy? he's got he's got to do a dramatic re-entrance. That's his yeah. thing. And then, like, if he's caught anywhere, you know, he's asleep or whatever else, he's got to think. God, I've got to go out and do my entrance now because, yeah. uh, you know, and I'd be a very effect. Also, I'm not. Let's talk about Dracula for a second because if Jonathan Harker's an idiot, mm. I mean, Dracula's not that switched on either. He seems. I mean, he seems like he's all powerful. Yeah. He has no idea that this guy. He has no idea who this guy is. I'm sure he's dealt with vampire hunters in the past. And he left him he up made, there. Yeah. He left he left him up there. Uh, he didn't check him for stakes when he came in. I'd yeah. give him a pat down to say, have you got any stakes? You know? Or you're just that's, excited that's a, that's to a see no-no. Me. Yeah. Is that a steak? Are you just excited to got a sharp on the end? Is everything all right? Uh, <laughs> um and then obviously then he goes to have a kip in his crypt um with, with the lid off. Lid you know? off. <laughs> with the bloody lid off. Yeah. Um we all know leave the lid on, keeps the warmth in. You got to, yeah. So we've established that he's in it, they're both idiots. I would say John Harker's idiots. like lower on the chain. Um, but so, yes, yeah, so, uh, Dracula re, like, disappears, and then John Harker like, looks around. It's kind of terrified. 
And then Dracula, he, he like walks back in, closes the door behind him, fades to black, and that's the end of the opening act and Jonathan Harker as, as a living human. Um, yeah, that's so, the end for J. For J that's the end for JH, isn't it? That's that's he's he's, done well, he's in it. He's in it for a little bit longer. So uh, now we go to um, this little tavern in a place called Karlstadt. This is really confusing because all these places. They're set in Romania. They've got like a few little Romanian decorations here and there, but they're very English. Like everyone yeah. talks like middle class English people. Um, there's a lot of like English stuff happening. I don't know. It just seems very difficult to uh, gauge where they actually are. Yeah, they're like uh, they're like Van Helsing when he turns up. They go, "What do you want to eat? Uh, we've only got. Uh, I'll have a lovely English fried breakfast, please." Yeah, yeah we've got that. We've got we've yeah. got that. I'm in Romania. Crazy, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, um, Grand Moff Tarkin himself, uh, Van Helsing turns up. Peter Cushing is very cool in this. I, I, so I've not <laughs> yeah. this, but I've always thought Grand Moff Tarkin, like, he was almost like a MacGuffin villain because then you had Vader, who was the real villain for me. Um, yeah. But, like, this is very cool. He's He makes a good uh, Van Helsing, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and he does a lot of, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but he, does, he leaps around a lot. Very spry, that one. Um, <laughs> so, so he goes to. Um, he's basically been working with Jonathan Harker, and they were they were supposed to do this whole Dracula job together. But um, he's turned up late or something like this. He's gone to this tavern, and he goes, "Have you seen my colleague? Um, he's he's last he's supposed to meet me here or something like that." But but he is an idiot. So uh, you know, but he is an idiot. Yeah. He's probably at the right. He's probably at the wrong tavern. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they say, "No, we've not seen him." There's garlic all over, and then Van Helsing's like, "Look." No one has this much garlic around. I know you know there's a there's a thing, there's a Dracula thing here around here, and then a woman, um, she sneaks Jonathan Harker's diary with his meal. I, don't yeah. know, I want to know what he wants. There's, what there's, there's an incredible amount of sexism going on in this particular scene, as well, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah, <laughs> shut it, woman. Shut it, woman. If we wanted your opinion, yeah. you know, we'd you would just shush your mouth. Get out of it. <laughs> get out of it yeah there's yeah. a lot of like uh, she tries to talk and I'm assuming it's her dad the innkeeper sort of just goes just get back and get this man a meal for God's <laughs> sake that's what you're good for get yeah. back and make him a meal and she's like oh bloody hell sorry yeah, yeah incredible Peter Cushion didn't stick up for her so he's just as bad really just as sexist yeah uh, so she uh, he looks at this um, diary and then he realises that Jonathan Harker has been bit and he goes to that same crypt he sees Jonathan Harker in the in the crypt, and then he uh, you don't see it, but he gives him a, you know, one in the chest. Is it more? Gives him that that isn't a stake. Yeah, did someone get backhanded at this point? Or is it... <laughs> <laughs> Although all I keep remembering about this film, I kept thinking about it then in the in the innkeeper scene. I was like, does somebody get backhanded now? <laughs> that was the bit that resonated the most with me in this film was people getting a lovely backhand. I think I don't know. I think it's a little bit later when um, I think I think Van Helsing backhands a couple of. Are people. there any? Yeah. Are there any forward slaps? No. At all? They, no. They don't do that in Romania. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Romanian backhander. That's the. <laughs> okay. So. So now Van Helsing has killed Jonathan Harker, and he goes to. We're introduced now. He goes to. Peter Goh's house, 
So there's Peter Go who plays who plays My, Arthur. Michael Go. Michael Go. Michael Go. Uh, so Arthur, his wife Mina, and um, Lucy is uh, she's off somewhere. That's John Van Harker's uh, wife, and it's Arthur's sister. And he's like, look, I'm afraid John Van Harker's dead. I'm not going to tell you why. Don't ask any questions. Just believe me, he's dead. Don't and ask it. any questions, and I'll tell you no lies. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're not happy. Arthur doesn't. just not interested. He says, that sounds like bullshit. Get out. Uh, he get, Van Helsing leaves, and then he says, shall we tell uh, Lucy? Uh- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, she's ill. Apparently she's being treated for anemia and she's like bedridden and stuff in, in the house. Um, and then what happens next, Ben? Um... Yeah, I think doesn't Van Helsing give the diary um, no, to Arthur as well? Not yet, not until Lucy dies. So because it's like the final thing, they look. This is this is oh, what actually. Happens. Well, I think what I think. Um, so we we get introduced to Lucy. Lucy is uh, in bed and stuff. We've, we've realised that Dracula has been visiting her in the night because she leaves the bedroom window open, and like a, like any moth. Dracula sort of flaps his wings and like lands in the suckles on her neck. So we know that that's why she's a that's why she's anemic. Um, and then Cause she's because she's been suckled on. She's been suckled on. Mina then goes to Van Helsing and asks what we can do. Van Helsing says like put some garlic out there. Um, he gives like a proper recipe: garlic, close the windows. Carbonara. Dracula can't open windows apparently. I thought when, when you've been invited in, I thought you could just keep coming in. Is that? Yeah. If you think like a velociraptor can open a door in Jurassic Park, you'd think Dracula would be able to open a window. I always thought that was a kind of a silly uh, vampire rule that that you couldn't they couldn't come inside unless they want unless you invited them. <laughs> Hate to break it to you, Luke, but there are a lot of silly vampire rules. Incredibly polite vampires. Very British 
Sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't possibly come inside if I wasn't invited. Couldn't possibly, <laughs> couldn't possibly intrude. Do you, you mind know? if I just pop in? For, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> rules is rules. Oh, dang it. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Okay, so we basically get to the point where um, Mina is trying to... She puts garlic all around Lucy's bedroom, closes the windows, they leave her for the night, and then the bloody maid takes everything out. The maid takes away the garlic, take, opens the windows, and then Dracula goes in and kills. Why does the maid? Why does the maid do this? Do we know? Is well, she just a knobhead as well? Well, I think Lucy says like it's very tossing here. Can you open the window? Oh yeah, it's proper rotten here. Can you open the window? And all this garlic is doing me nothing. Get yeah. rid of it. it. Does stink. To be fair. Hmm. So must be humming in that room. So Lucy, Lucy's dead. Uh, in the morning, and that's the point where they she wakes give... up dead. She wakes up dead. Just <laughs> <laughs> she wakes up dead. Okay. Um. So then they give Arthur the diary. He realizes, okay, there's something in this uh, vampire nonsense. And then a little girl says she saw Lucy walking around. Um. Yeah. So she saw, saw her walking around in the garden, wasn't it, or on in the ground somewhere? Yeah, bowling alley. I've seen her. She <laughs> scored straight 280. No <laughs> you got the bowling shoes on. Yeah. She was uh, curling, curving the ball and everything. Insane. <laughs> Jesus, she must, she must be a vampire. Yeah. She's got control of those bowls like nobody's business. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. So um So then we sit, there's a part where Lucy, all undead and vampired, uh lures the little girl away, doesn't she, into into the night and says, Come come down here and check out what I got over here. Yeah, I remember I remember Van Helsing and Arthur go to the tomb and um they like Van Helsing has to convince Arthur that they have to stake her. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and there's a big thing between them. Is like I don't know the Draco so too well, but I'm I'm assuming that Arthur is the apprentice sort of character to Van Helsing here. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, "Look, you have to kill them. Like it's just a shell of a, a shell of a person. It's not actually the person inside anymore." <laughs> Which I I don't buy completely because this always happens in vampire films. Look, it's not really them anymore. They're they're dead. But now they're like a there's a demon possessed their body or whatever. You don't know that for sure. It could still be them. They just like really like being a vampire. Like their body chemistry's changed completely. That that's this, you know yeah, they've gone through like a like... puberty. That they've changed, they've metamorphosed into something else. Still there. Because when, when it's a zombie, like that's not them. That's they're like dead, a yeah. blo- they're like a very brain dead, bloodthirsty monster. When yeah. it's a vampire, like if you lost someone you love who became a vampire, like. If you could convince them, look, don't suck my blood, because because yeah. because we're mates. Um, but I'll sort you out with some blood if we just carry on. You yeah. know, you carry on being alive. You know, we won't go out in the daytime because that'd be silly. But yeah. um, yeah, we're just carrying on carrying our lives. You're a vampire. I can I can deal with it better that than for me to put a stake in your bloody heart. Because because I mean because that's you changed. Over, yeah, you changed, man. Over, you changed. Stake you changed. in that's that. An over, that's an overreaction, isn't it? Yeah. That is overreaction, if any, if anything. 
Yeah. I think you've been possessed by some demon or something, mate. Oh, no, no. It's just that time. Speaking of, of heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Overreaction. You know? But give it, give it, give it some thought. If I would have yeah. given him like a, like a friendship test or something. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was that thing that we carved in the tree when we were eight, eight years old? Oh, I don't know. Bloody knob or something. You're right. <laughs> you are. Yeah. You are him. Yeah. Right, we're, go- we're going off off kilter. So they they kill her again. So she does. I remember this bit. So they they uh, they stake Lucy. She starts squirming. She squeals again. Squeals really loud and horrible. Um, and then she starts squirming in a bed. Uh, and then she sort of uh, just seems to get comfortable. <laughs> like <laughs> they stake her, and then she's like the first when the stake's first in there. She does all these kind of funny faces, like ooh ooh, uh, like she's just going kind of crazy. And then after about a few seconds, she just starts going, hmm. Oh. Actually, actually, this deaf lark isn't that bad. Snuggles into it. Snuggles uh, into the deaf. Yeah. I was thinking as well, that bit, so it's 1958. Though the stake going into the chest was quite gory. I think that might have been a jump scare back in the day. I think people would have watched that and a couple would have left the theatre. Yeah, you think someone would have gone, that's too rich for me. Yeah, because this is like, uh, I was reading somewhere that this is the when the, one of the first colour horror films. So in terms of blood, right. no one would have really seen that before. And there's blood, no there's one would have seen blood red this. blood. No, not that red anyway. I'm pretty sure it's just paint. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's quite shocking. Yeah. Okay, so, so, now, so now don't they do something where they're like tracking, tracking down a destination of Dracula's coffin? Well, yeah. Which, so uh, there's a whole cat and mouse thing here. So while they're out there, Mina, Arthur's wife, uh, gets a note from Arthur. It's not really Arthur. He goes and she gets turned. Um, they like give her a cross to wear, and it burns her hand. So then she, they know she's been turned. They find out that there's a, there's a couple of bits here that I wasn't really too sure what was happening. Where they went to like. Um, uh, an undertaker's to look for a, a coffin that wasn't there or something. I'm sure. This, it was, I'm sure it all makes sense. But I just, was there like, was like a character from like a Carry On film at this point? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like uh, they they drove through his uh, <laughs> his barrier and then he went oh yeah. bloody hell and he put it back together with some rope and then they came through again. <laughs> yeah, it was, pretty funny. it was like it was like a Lauren Hardy sketch or yeah, like yeah. like a it was like a Carry On film. You expected Barbara oh. Windsor to turn. <laughs> <laughs> you expected Barbara yeah. Windsor to turn up with like with like a bikini on, and then suddenly it to get like whip, <laughs> whip whipped off. <laughs> yeah, um, it got a bit slapstick. It did, which obviously was a little bit. It came like from left field. It was a bit out of nowhere. I didn't really know what to do with it. I yeah. think I laughed. I was laughing at the time because I was a bit like, "This is bizarre." Yeah, but uh, yeah, it kind of like the vibe of the film kind of changed so there's um yeah so there's there's a couple of like little cat and mouse things there they basically find out dracula's in the basement all along van helsing jumps down the stairs to to go find him and then dracula closes the door locks him in he steals mina goes back to his castle arthur and dracula uh, van helsing chase him van helsing has a fight with, uh, <coughs> dracula in the castle yeah so at this point dracula's trying to bury mina Trying to bury her alive. Yeah, I wasn't sure why. It's it's weird with Mina because she's like she hasn't been bitten, but she's yeah. is she like under his influence somehow? 
Well, uh, I think she has. I don't know. Yeah, maybe uh, because I because obviously she bitten, but maybe not. No, because she get it gets it kind of gets reversed. Yeah, they do a blood transfusion, don't they, or something? Uh, uh, and then, and then um, at the end, they save her because he killed the head vampire. I think that's how it works. How it's works. That's how it works in The Simpsons, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, so, probably reliable. Yeah, they. Um, so yeah, Van Helsing is having a scrap with Dracula. Dracula's like super powerful. Yeah, but you are right. He was burying uh, Mina, and I'm not really sure why he was doing that. He he kind of reminds me. He's like almost like an animal. Like he's like a dog trying to bury his uh, his yeah. meal before. <laughs> yeah, because he's like flitting about. He wants to mate with everyone. He yeah. wants to get him under his influence. He wants to sniff everyone's next. ass. <laughs> next. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to bury. He wants to bury people alive. Yeah. He wants to bite things. Yeah. Uh, he's just a. He's just an unruly dog. I think we need to. He, he needs to go and go to go to the pound. Let's put him down. Uh, which so Van Helsing's like right. Okay, I'm going to put him down then. And then this Van Helsing, he like, he's not doing very well. But then he leaps onto the curtains, like this is it's incredibly spry. Like jumps up, pulls like a cat. You know, you sort of scare a cat, or a cat's just had a poo, and they're like. <laughs> <laughs> so, not everyone knows this, but when the cat's had a poo, they go kind of crazy and start running around. Did we not talk about this before? Oh. What oh, do you mean? So, like, for example, Oscar, my cat, like, when he's had a poo, like, he'll start, like, like just running on, like jumping up the curtains and stuff, and uh... what, like he's lost a bit, of, he's lost a bit of weight, and he's like, bloody hell, I am, I am, I am like a cat again, running up the walls. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. like. It's like uh, he's like reinvigorated, and he has to like run around, and like that's what Peter Cush reminded me of. Like, Does that happen to you? Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe not quite to that extent, where I'm like running up curtains and stuff, but maybe <laughs> I just feel like. Oh, I feel ready to start my day do you know what I mean he's like that but like uh... <laughs> so anyway Peter Cushing's had a poo in the litter tray I, I think and then he's like oh, he runs jumps jumps up the curtains and like pulls the curtains down <laughs> uh, Dracula loses his uh... Dracula barks at him I think because Dracula's a dog yeah cat versus this is what this is cat versus dog um, but the the light from the sun the, the sun it's it's you know sunrise and the light comes in, takes Dracula's foot right off, um, and then Peter Cushing gets a couple of steel things. I can't remember what they are now. And they use candlesticks, yeah, candelabras, and he used them as a cross to push uh, Dracula into the uh, the sunlight until his face gives away. <laughs> and, until um, his face crumbles like an old carrot cake. Yeah, inwards. It's pretty. It's pretty funny looking face at the end. Like the first effect of that, when his hand like splits, I thought was uh, pretty good. But then, when uh, his face went, he didn't look. <laughs> I don't know. He looked kind of funny. He looked like a muppet or something. It was uh, <laughs> kind of uh, kind of ludicrous about it. It looked like animal, just like uh, on fire. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like he was made of like pork scratchings or something when he was just like crumbling apart. It wasn't a good photo of him. It wasn't a good. It wasn't a profile picture. Like you wouldn't use that. Nah, look. Christopher Lee was probably thinking, "Oh bloody hell, I look awful there." Yeah. Don't share it on Facebook. <laughs> Take um, another one. So I mean that that's that's pretty much the story. Oh yeah. Also yeah. So once the Dracula's dead, Mina is fine. 
that's just how it works. Yeah, the little the little burnt cross thing on her hand just kind of fades away, and yeah. she's like, "Thank Ooh, God dodged, for that." That was a that was a close it. call. Punched it, yeah. So, so that's the story. I mean, I don't think we we quite did it as justice. <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I do. I, do, I apologize. It's it's it is the kind of film that I do find it hard to get too uh, passionate about. That's not, yeah. That's just, that's just the way it is. I've already said that. Yeah. Yeah. So we've probably not done it justice. So I do apologise for any Hammer Horror fans out there. Yeah. So I mean, but we're but we're noobs. Yeah, we are noobs. And I do think so. This must be this is one of the first color horror films. There's, there's some cool gory bits. I do think when Christopher Lee goes full on vampire and he, uh, uh, his eyes go bloodshot and um, like he's got blood running his teeth and stuff. I do think it's quite effective. Um. And uh, you know, I thought it was cool. It's good. I mean, the directing style looked like a. I'm starting to understand what a Hammer horror film looks like now. I think. Um, the, the, yeah. So this the is locations the, sec- with... this is the second Ter- Terence Fisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terence yeah Fisher again, this yeah. is the second Terence Fisher directed film on this list. So. Uh, yeah. You know, and I think you can recognize his his sort of directing style and what makes a Hammer horror film. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the jump scares for me. Is the screaming women like every every time one of them screams? I think they had the same, the same sound effect or something, but it was so screechy. Yeah, cat like. Is that uh, when a cat's had a poo? And <laughs> just it's just my reference for everything. And then there's, you I, think, know. I think for me, jump scares are backhanders because I never know when they're gonna, when they're going to come, and uh, they're always such they're all so violent and out of nowhere, and the sound effect that accompanies them is always so loud. And yeah, and, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, they always get me. So, any backhanders? Probably three backhanders, maybe in this film. Romanian yeah. backhanders uh, got me. Uh, the sexism was a jump scare for me. Uh, <laughs> well, you, were, you, <laughs> you weren't expecting it to be as sexist as it was. No, I mean, no. I mean, this is literally. You know, people say, "Oh, what were we in the fifties? This is literally the fifties. So, so the women yeah. are like the servants, I guess, in this depiction. Yeah, and this depiction. I know, obviously, Dracula set a long time before. When's when's Dracula set? Eighteen. Eighteen. Some So maybe they're going. Look, we got to be extra sexist because in the eighteen eighties. Well, so eighteen eighty five, Jonathan Harker goes to. Yes, yeah, so it's eighteen eighty five. That's three years before Jack the Ripper. That's a hundred years before I was born. It's <laughs> a oh. fun little fact for you there. Okay. That's a pretty good. That's yeah. a pretty good little fact. So yeah, sexism was rife. Uh, clearly, in this film, women were only considered good enough to bite mm. if you got if you got fangs, or the, good enough to make you a bit of dinner. Uh, yeah. You know, the Duchess of Windsor. Okay, uh, so shake pants <laughs> moments. Pete Cushing, Grandma Tarkin, jumping up the curtains like that. I just cat. wasn't expecting it. <laughs> shit your pants moments. Yeah. Uh, whatever shit your pants moments were there. Well, I can understand. If so, if put put yourself in the the shoes of someone in the fifties, they've gone to the theatre, never really seen a horror film, no, not properly, and uh, they're seeing this in colour. They the the title like a gravestone, the Dracula's gravestone is there, and then like a spattering of blood. I think they would have. I think they would have jumped at that. I think anything with the blood, the stakes going in into people's chests, all of the the screeching women. I think that, I think they would have massive jump scares back in the day. Mm, yeah we're just numb to it Luke that's all it is we're numb to it we're dead inside and out 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, stuff like this, we're just like, oh, come on. It's all been normalized. Come on. Especially after watching, like, Audition. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> this is like on another level. Okay. Uh, so I guess we have some trivia. Do you want, are you ready to play the game? Yes. Okay. It's all about the game. Number one. Play it. The second, this is the second of three remakes of the old Universal Monsters. Uh, the first one was The Mummy. The second one was Dracula. And the third one was Dr. Ac- Dr. Acula. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, false. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think, I think <laughs> Dr. The, Acula. I think the third one was um, Frankenstein. Okay, uh, this is more of a question. Um, it's a joke. I'm just hoping you, you'll, you'll get it. Uh, so how did Jonathan Arker find his job as a librarian working for Dracula? <laughs> um, he found it in the... Tell me. Monsters.co.uk, where you upload your CV, <laughs> and then they find you a job. I thought that was, I thought that was obvious. Okay, maybe not. Uh, this film... <laughs> you got one, <laughs> one out of two. Wow. Um, number three. Wow. This film spawned nine sequels based off this Dracula character. True. False. It was eight sequels. That was, that was weak. Okay. Number four. There's quite a few in this one, by the way. Number four. Christopher Lee has 13 lines total in this film. True. True. Half and half. Uh, this film was made for £81,000. True. True. Uh, Dracula, so he's based, he's based on a real-life character. There were stories long ago of uh, a man who would change his form to look like monsters and beasts and animals with the magic of Imaginarium Studios, and his name was Andy Serkis Sr. Oh. oh no, no, see, I, see, I, I know Andy Serkis Sr.'s work like the back of my hand, yeah. and that, was, that wasn't one of them. So that's Sorry, not senior. Andy Serkis, really senior. <laughs> Oh, right, okay, in that case, and no, I don't know his career very well at all. So, uh, true. Yeah, okay, no, uh, so I think you got about 50% on that. Um, we'll let you off because, um, well, why not? <laughs> I haven't been keeping score. <laughs> I'll let you off because I'm in a good mood, you know? You just you just had a poo, so you're, uh, you're feeling sprightly. <laughs> I'm feeling light. Okay, uh, so, <laughs> grades, how would you grade this film oh, between A um, and F? Oh, man. Ah. This is like this is difficult because, as I said, I'm a noob. This isn't this isn't my cup of tea. So a D. Oh, really? That sounds really bad, doesn't it? That sounds bad. But then when when it comes to think of something like we gave the void last week, I gave it a C minus. Yeah. I, I would much rather watch the void up like a numerous times than doing well, yeah, like so, watch I mean, this. This is your personal grade. You don't don't feel like you have to. Uh... I'm not trying to please anyone, mate. Yeah. But you know, I just want to hold up a little bit of, you know what I mean? My yeah. dignity means yeah. a lot. But yeah. So for future episodes. What did we give the old, the for the old out? stuff? I don't know. I think we gave it a B. Yeah. B See, the thing is, with these with these ratings, we're kind of like, I think with, with a few episodes, we were kind of like trying to do it in terms of, you know, how good a, a horror film it is and what it's done for the genre. Yeah. But I'm just going to go back to my personal rating, like probably a D mm, okay. for Dracula. Just, just, just as a personal rating, just as probably wouldn't want to watch it. Yeah. Again, sorry, Christopher Lee, because, you know, what a man he is. Well, well <laughs> uh, we've got another Dracula film coming up in, in some point in the future. So that's from the, <laughs> that's from the 30s. So 
That's well. That's, that's well off your cliff. Like that's, that's well fifty years that, before your cliff. Fifty years before my cliff. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, no. But uh, I've got an open mind. You know. I mean, I'm up. I'm up. For, I'm up for anything, Luke. You know that. Yeah. I will. I will watch the hell out of a film that was made in the twenties. Well, we've don't got one of those to, as well. Don't ask me to enjoy it. But, but I'd like. It. I'd like to enjoy it. But I'm always hopeful. And that's the that's always what positive. That's what counts. That reminds me of a Louis C.K. where he says um, he goes on a plane and then there's a guy, um, there's like a former army guy and he he thinks about giving him a seat but then doesn't but he feels good about thinking about giving him a seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The intention was there. Yeah. Like I didn't follow through on it but the intention yeah. was there. You know, I was going to do a good thing. I'd really like to say that I'd li- I'm going to enjoy watching it. <laughs> That's yeah. what you're saying. Okay. I'd like I'd like to imagine we review it and I'm like, it was the greatest film I've ever seen. That's yeah. what I want. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna give this a B minus. Uh, I think it's pretty solid. I enjoyed this a lot more than Devil Rides Out. Uh I think um I probably would not watch it again for a while, but that's just because I just feel like I know it. I, even without like seeing this particular film before, I feel like I just know it. Like through osmosis from other stories and stuff. I'd much want, I'd much rather uh, watch like the Salem's Lot TV special or something. I'd much rather, rather watch like a, a different take of this story. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty yeah. good. Uh, so B minus. So I guess that averages out about C between us. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um, so what's the next film on the list? Uh, I think the next film on the list is The Blair Witch Project. Okay. And uh, I'm quite excited about that. Not seen that for, I'm guessing a decade or more. That's cool. You've not seen it in that long. The the Blair Witch Project is a film. uh, You've probably got like a handful of films that you kind of watch every year or so. Maybe like a little bit. Maybe a little bit longer than that. Maybe every eighteen months. Gladiator. The Blair Witch. I watched that all the time. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, But yeah, Blair Witch Project is one of those films. Yeah. uh, Because. I just love the mythology of it. I've always been quite a big fan of the mythology of it. Like, there's quite a few games I've played, Blair Witch games. Oh. Uh, read quite a few Blair Witch books. Have you? I think I think the mythology is real, real cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've got like a couple of like. I don't know what this stuff existed. Companion. Oh, like okay. Yeah, there there were some like games. Novelizations there were some, and stuff. There were some yeah novelization. There was some PC games. Um, hmm. probably like early two thousands that I had. Which are pretty creepy. So, yeah. like the mythology of it, not necessarily stuff to do with the Blair Witch, etc., or the camera crew or anything like that. It was kind of to do with the uh, the mythology of it, the pre hmm. sort of prequel stuff. Oh, that sounds interesting. It's cool, though. It's Let's, creepy. We'll talk about that as well a bit, I guess, and see what we think to it. We'll maybe talk a little bit about the um, the new Blair Witch sequel as well. Yeah, yeah, because we've uh, both seen that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. And that ties in to Blair Witch Project pretty i mean yeah well maybe maybe if i've got time i might squeeze in uh blair witch 2 book of shadows as well even did you, though did we you enjoy that one just out of curiosity nah that was pretty okay, naff. okay cool it's pretty just... naff. it was pretty naff, but i might need a refresher yeah just of how naff it is just so we can talk about well, it so i can talk about it or... yeah yeah cool. Be cool okay so uh this show is brought to you by stoke studio hawk and cleaver head over to www with hawkandcleaver.com and grab a free book uh, thanks to Kovacs Kalman for our theme music thanks to Acast for hosting the show thanks to the listeners if you enjoyed the show uh, I'll change it up why, do, why not give us a tweet 
tweet me at Luke of Condor. That's Condor of K. Tweet Ben at, at Ben underscore Errington. And, you know, just give us some abuse. Yeah. Tell us why, why we should have graded this film higher. Tell us why we are wrong or tell us why we're right. Which, yeah. is the, which is the right answer. You know, that, that's preferred. You know, don't, tell us we're, don't tell us we're wrong. Yeah. Also, you know, I mean, if you, if you want to discuss the films of us, go over to Facebook, type in, tap in, uh, as Cat's dad says, tap it in. Go on, tap it in. Tap in um, Horror Hangout and you'll see the little Facebook group there and you can come in. We, t- we talk about the films a little bit before we record. Uh, so, yeah, do that. Okay, uh, so thanks to the listeners and thanks to my co-host Ben for being a real horror dude. Thank you, Luke. Thank you very much. The Buttress of Windsor. Okay, I'm going to start recording now. Buttress of Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.